Man, worship was just so powerful just then. Uh, for those of you that went to camp, it, it was just amazing. And the spirit was definitely in the room with us at camp. He's definitely here with us now. And as of now, we want to do a little camp recap. And some of you that went to camp know the Share Square. And so this is going to be a little Share Square experience. Um, I just want to share with you a little bit about my testimony and also what God's done to me uh, at camp this year. And I'm going to start with camp last year. And when I share my testimony, I share with you that I went to camp last year and it forever changed me. And so uh, starting with camp last year, camp last year was a time that I um, really got to changing and thinking and God really spoke through me and moved in me. And he broke the things that I'd been struggling with that were worldly desires, such as partying and drinking. But man, this year was different. This year I went into camp and God really just broke me down and he, he showed me all the things I'd been obsessing in and all the things that have been secret sins inside of me. And uh, one thing that I really got hooked on was the words relentless and dependence. Um, in 2 Corinthians 12, uh, verse 9, it says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And that really hit me because going into camp, I was really struggling and obsessing over a relationship. And it didn't seem good. It didn't seem like it was going to work out. And I tried to take it into my own hands, and I tried to do everything that I could. And I thought, man, what can I do to buy this girl's stuff? What can I do to, like, get her to like me more? And it, there was nothing. And it just left me feeling empty. And, but, the, but the verse, it says, for my power is made perfect in weakness. When we are weak, God's power is made perfect in us. He does something in us. He stirs something in us that's so great and so powerful when we are weak that we rise from that and we say that we have defeated that obsession. And I can say now that through NTS camp this year, I defeated my obsession. And so I just wanted to share with you all a lot of what God's done uh, through me in this camp experience. And also, I mean, I'm just so proud of the students that went to camp and how much God has spoke through y'all. And the fact that we took 95 students and so many of y'all were lining up to get through the share square that we couldn't even have y'all share on the last day because of how many kids we had wanting to share. So I just wanted to just recap on how my camp experience was influenced by the things that God has done. Now we're gonna have Harris come up and speak. Guys, I'm Harris. Um, I just want to pray for Zach um, right now. So, if y'all want to join me, um, Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for Zach and for his leadership. God, he's he's such a strong um, man who reflects your heart, and um, I know he he wants to he wants to pursue you so badly, God, and it's so evident in the way he walks and the way he acts and the way he carries himself, God. So I pray that you would continue to grow that spark in him, God, and give him the desire to chase after you even more. In Jesus' name, amen. So um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Harris. Um, and going into camp, I kind of, I kind of had a lot of doubts. Um, last year at camp, we only took 21 students, so it was, it was really easy for it to be really intimate. Um, we all got really close. We all opened up to each other. But um, with with 96 students, I was I was even talking to Steve, like, Steve, I don't know if this is going to be serious. I don't know if kids are going to open up or if people are going to take it seriously. So that was my um, main doubt going into camp. But 
you know, that just proves how big our God is because so many people wanted to go up and share what God was doing in our lives. So um, I thought that was awesome. Um, the whole week we were talking about our obsessions. And going into camp, I knew what my obsession was. But it was, it was one of those things where I wanted to deny it. I wanted to hide it. I wanted to make excuses for it and pretend like it wasn't a real struggle of mine. And um, the struggle was um, relationships and boys and wanting to get attention and affirmation from guys. You know, um, if I admit it, I've, I've used a lot of people just for my own selfish gain. And um, I know that I've hurt a lot of people, and God really um, shined that light on me and said, you know, you don't need to go looking for guides to get attention. They're, they're not what's going to define your worth, because Jesus defined your worth when he died on the cross. Um, yeah. We went in um, these things called chat rooms, and they had different topics that a speaker would talk about, and the very first one that I went is called Change is Possible, and um, you know... All I wanted to do was deny my struggle and pretend like it wasn't happening, but um, I knew that I needed to change it. I knew I needed to stop, and I knew that I needed to um, go to God for my attention and for my affirmation, and that no matter how many guys I got to say that they liked me or how many guys I got to be on my side, God is the only one that can make me feel like I'm enough. <laughs> so in the chat room, um, you know, he said, change doesn't start tomorrow. If you don't start now, you're not, you're not going to start. So we gave everybody an opportunity to stand up if they wanted to um, start making that change, and so I did. And um, that same day was the day that Steve opened up the Share Square. And um, so I was the very first one to get up and share, you know, this was a struggle of mine, but I'm laying it down. Um, and I had a woman speaker say, um, God loves us way too much for us to go look for guys to make us feel like we're worthy. Because God's love is enough for that. And that's what I learned on the trip. So. I'm going to pray for Harris. Dear Heavenly Father, just thank you for Harris, Lord, and that she can just share her story, Lord. And I just pray that she knows that you love her, Lord, and that you will always be there for her, Lord. And that she just breaks her obsession, Lord, and that you just give her the strength to break it, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hi, I'm Jack. And um, when I was little, I didn't really have a dad. So I didn't really know how that felt. And like for like eight years, my first eight years of life, I didn't have a dad. And my stepdad came in. And he wasn't like the best. He was abused me sometimes and it was just like I feel like I wasn't good enough and hanging out with friends they both had their parents and it's just like why can't I have that it just got me so jealous why can't I have a dad who loves me and who just won't hurt me and I was just why wasn't I good enough and then I started going to church and then I first day at church Steve was talking and then he was saying about he loves God loves us and he will always be there and that just hit me like I never felt so safe and so loved in my life. And my best friends, Samson and Alex and Patches, they have just helped me become stronger in my faith. And whenever I need anything to talk about, they're always there for me. And they would just always be there for me and just help me become stronger in my faith. And I realized that 
while I was going to church that God loves me and he always will and I'll always be enough. And this church has just opened their arms for me in that. He will always love me and always be there for me. And going through NTS camp, I realized that I need to break my obsessions and that he is all I need and I just need to surrender my all to him. So, yeah. I'm gonna pray for Jack, so if you would, please bow your heads. Appa, Father, we just come to you today and I, I just lift up this wonderful son, this child of yours, Jack. I ask that he just continues to just be wrapped and embraced by you and your love, God, and that that always is enough for him. Lord, that no matter what brokenness we've experienced here on earth, God, it's, it's nothing compared to the vastness of your love and that your love can endure all things and that you can give us strength. I ask that you just give Jack strength and that he, he continues to realize that he has community and that the, the fellowships, the friendships and fellowship that he has can just overcome that, that absence that he is currently in and enduring, God. And I just ask that uh, your love is always enough for him and that he knows that he has a family here in this very room right now, but most of all that he has the love of your son the love of you and the Holy Spirit inside of them. I ask all this in your great and holy name. Amen. So I'm Kyle, and my name's on the screen, in case you were wondering. But uh, I'm going to just start. Uh, guys, I'm just, a, I'm just a sinner, man. I'm just a lousy sinner, but I'm a lousy sinner that loves Jesus. And I'm not here to say, like, I've got everything figured out because I don't. But uh, what I would like to say is that at camp, God revealed something to me, and it's something that I plan on taking with me the rest of my life. Over the past two years uh, of me just walking with God and uh, just being in a relationship with him, I've always like, read his word and, and just spent time with him, but I did it out of the wrong reasons. And I think the, uh, the reasons that I was doing it out of was uh, to gain wisdom, to gain knowledge. I, I loved teaching, and I loved, like, helping new believers and other people kind of learn something. But that kind of became my obsession. And I started to always want to be a leader in the room. I started to always, like, want to be one of the smartest people or someone that people could come to. And uh, at other times, I felt like I just should just read the Bible because I had to. And that it, it, it should be. Like, if we're going to be a Christian, we need to sp spend time in the Word. And, I mean, how many pastors say that all the time? So for me, I believed I knew God. And I believed I was intimate with him, and I believe I had a relationship. But what God showed me at camp, when I asked him to come to seek me and to know my heart, uh, I completely dived into his word. I became obsessed with spending time with him. And before I read the Bible, the Bible <laughs> out of obligation, whereas now I've been reading it out of delight, and I can't even explain just the peace and the joy that when you read and spend time and you delight in his presence, what, what he can come and what our Father can literally come and just do inside of you. So from reading and just the peace and just delighting in his presence, God's been showing me some really cool things. And uh, I've been studying Moses, and I'd like to kind of share about what I've learned with Moses with you guys. You see, Moses was an outcast. Moses was the only Hebrew and Egypt that could like live outside of bondage. He didn't know his parents, he didn't know his mom. 
Moses, he was a sinner. He ended up killing an Egyptian. He had speech problems. He was always worried and afraid of what uh, the Israelites and other people would think of him when God wanted to do something through him. And he, he was nervous to take on the responsibility. But after spending time in God's presence and after building a relationship with him, God used Moses, God used this outcast to lead the nation of Israel out of bondage. And I look in this room and I see so many potential current day Moseses. I see all you guys that are struggling with obsessions just like I am. I see all you guys that are just in a bondage of sin, whether it's something with lust or or some guy or some girl you're obsessing over, but just know that when you come to God and you present that to him and you give it to him, he can come and change you and that change will give you a testimony and that your testimony is the only power of the word and it is the best piece of evidence that we can have and that when your friends will see your life change, their lives will be changed. And I just want to end with, I think you guys can all be the modern day Moses and that your Israelites can be Pisha Ridge. It can be your sport teams that you play on. It can be the cheer teams that you cheer for. It can be wherever your circle of influence is. And I just ask, I want to ask you guys to step up. You guys can be leaders. You guys can be better than Moses. And I just pray that God's presence just reflects and his glory just reflects off your face so that everyone will just be amazed and be in awe and just want to come to know the Jesus that we all worship. So if you guys will, I'm going to pray us out. Heavenly Father, we just come to you on just an awesome night, a a night after camp. And Lord, I ask that uh, camp not just be a moment in our lifetimes, but that camp uh, leads to momentum. God, and I ask that all this can be a starting point, a starting point in school where you move and can use us and just let us just love and just be in your presence and be wrapped by your grace, God. And I ask that you let us all rise up, God, that you let us be leaders, that you just overcome our obsession, overcome our problems, overcome our suffering, God. And that we know that through you and through what you did on the cross, we can be set free from our bondage, God, that we can be just in love with you and delight in you and at joy and at peace, God. Your word tells us all these things and has all the guidelines and proper steps to take. So, Lord, I just ask that you encourage us to open it. Lord, in your great and precious name I pray, amen. Hey, uh, you guys can go ahead and take a seat for about five minutes. It's about five minutes. Um, Man, I am, I'm so proud of you guys. So proud of you. Um, Lindsay, where you at? I'm so proud of you for getting baptized. Zach, where's Zach at? Zach O'House. Where are you? God God has done some unbelievable stuff in Zach's life over the past year. It's incredible to to see where he is today compared to where he was a little over a year ago. I'm proud of you, Zach. That's awesome. Um, Harris. Come on, man. Uh, Harris, Harris was talking and I, man, I was overwhelmed with the stuff that God is teaching her. It's very raw. It's very real. Um, I was, uh, Becca who was up here singing, she leaned over to me and she said, every teenage girl needs to hear what she just said. And I agree, man. I agree. So well done, Harris. That was awesome. Jack, Jack Wynn, this guy, man. (laughs) 
Dude, your story is powerful, man. And I have seen uh, so much change in you. And uh, it's, it's not often that someone with a, without a dad or someone with a crappy dad believes truly that their heavenly father loves them, but you do. And I'm so proud of you. It's awesome. And where's Kyle at? Kyle Jasmine. Where is he? He's somewhere. There he is. Um, dude, you are Moses, man. God is, uh, God is raising you up, and you are uh, leading more than you know. And uh, I'm proud of you, man. I'm so proud of you. Um, here's what all of you need to know. You are more capable than you think you are. You are. I know some of you are like sitting there in your seat and you're like, yeah, but my story, it's, it's, it, it's not as powerful, it's not as good, or man, I, I, I can't get up in, people, uh, in front of people and speak, I, you know, I have a, like, like I'll stutter or I'll mess up or whatever, but I'm telling you, I promise you, you are more capable than you think you are. God can use you to do more than you may have ever thought before. It reminds me of, um, this, is, this is one of my favorite stories from the Bible, so um, we're going to just do it real quick. So Jesus, Son of God, came to earth, lived a perfect life, died on the cross. Three days later, just like we sang about, he was resurrected. Unbelievable. And then he left, uh, which is kind of a shame. And uh, in fact, all the disciples gathered up around the resurrected Jesus. They thought he was just the man, obviously, because when you rise from the dead, I think you kind of get that. Uh, and so they're all watching him. And sure enough, Jesus begins to float away into heaven <laughs> and scripture says literally they were staring at the sky after Jesus left, just waiting, just waiting for Jesus to do something. And after a while, I'm sure it got awkward and heaven was like, this is weird. We need to say something. So heaven uh, opened up and some angels came out and they said, hey, hey, um, Jesus is gone, uh, but the Holy Spirit is inside of you. So you guys go out and tell people about how great Jesus is. So they needed someone to tell them, hey, stop waiting, go do it. And then they did. And they began to change the world. And while they were changing the world, there was this moment where they actually got arrested for telling people about Jesus. Uh, but that didn't stop them because, again, when you are face-to-face with a resurrected guy that you saw crucified and then you saw him alive, you just can't really help but talk about it. So they kept talking about it, and they got in big trouble. And the religious leaders of that day, those that were like really gifted at speaking and those that were really uh, like, uh, they had all the power, they had all the knowledge, all the wisdom, they brought these two guys named uh, Peter and John in front of them and they started questioning them. And uh, this is what it says, like after they responded, this is, this is what happened. This is Acts chapter 4 verse 13. When they saw the courage of Peter and John, and this is my favorite part, and realized they were unschooled, ordinary men. Now, the Bible can't say things like they were really dumb, but that's pretty much what it's saying, okay? That these guys did not have all the answers, okay? And they did not have it all together. It's not like they went up there and they had a squeaky clean life and they'd never cussed or never slept around or never did anything that was wrong. And so uh, it doesn't say that. This is what it says. It says they realized something. They realized they were unschooled, ordinary men. But it doesn't end there. It says they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. And tonight, 
I don't know if you felt it, but I took note and I was astonished that these students had been with Jesus. And that's all that matters, okay? It doesn't matter how good you are at speaking. It doesn't matter what kind of influence you have. It doesn't even matter if you say anything. People should be able to tell that you have been with Jesus. And when that comes out, it is more powerful than any sermon. It's more powerful than anything I could say up here. The testimonies of the four students that stood up here are the most powerful thing we've done all year. Because you can tell they've been with Jesus. And so I'm telling you, you are more capable than you think you are. See, I agree. Every high school girl needs to hear what Harris had to say. So tell him. So go tell him. Like we're getting ready to go back to school, go tell your friends. You don't have to have it all together. You don't have to have your life perfect. You don't have to have all the answers. They should just be able to tell that you've been with Jesus and that's it. That's all that matters. That's all you gotta do is tell people that you have been with Jesus. See, this is why we do H12. Because the life change that you heard about right here, how many of you have, have begun to think, man, I wish that was me? Or maybe, man, I wish that was my friend. We all have friends. We all have people that we wish would just encounter Jesus because their lives would never be the same. That's why we exist. That's why it matters that we do stuff where people join us and are a part of what God is doing. That's why it matters that you're here tonight. That's also why it matters that we're doing something huge uh, coming up at the end of August called Back to School Bash. Back to School Bash. Here's the deal, man. I, 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 I don't know what God's going to do. But I believe it's going to be unbelievable, unlike anything we've ever seen before. I think God's going to bring hundreds of students here. Hundreds. Uh, we did some research a little while ago, found out the four closest school clusters. There's 10,000 high school students that go to public school. Not counting homeschool, not counting um, private school. 10,000. <laughs> so I don't see any reason why we can't have 1,000 students here for Back to School Bash. Because I know 1,000 students need this. I know a thousand students need Jesus. They need the life change that we heard about here. So the reason that we invite to stuff like this is not because we want to fill a building. I could care less about the number of students that we have, except for the fact that I know that people need Jesus, and you know that too. So get them here, man, and stop waiting. You don't need to wait for me. You don't need to wait for anyone else. You can do that. Just like Harris said, today can be the, ch uh, the day that you change. When you go back to school, the first day, that could be the day that you invite your friends to age 12. Don't wait. Don't wait. You don't have to have it all together. You don't have to have all the answers. The only thing that people should notice is that you have been with Jesus. That's powerful. That's powerful. Now, next week, we're back here starting a brand new series called Circles. It's going to be incredible. I'm telling you, you're going to want to be here. Your friends are going to want to be here. Uh, and there are, there's, a, there's a cool transition that's coming up. One transition is uh, we want to officially send out our high school graduated seniors, those that are getting ready to go to college. We haven't had a chance to pray for them, so if I could, I would love for all high school graduated seniors, you just graduated, I want you to come up to the front. I want you to come up to the front, and we want to celebrate you. We want to pray for you, so go ahead, come on up. We believe that God is going to do something incredible through these students. And the cool thing is they've been a part of our H12 family, and now they're going to different colleges, and there's stuff that God is going to do uniquely through them where they're at, where they're at. And so I want to pray. I want to pray for you guys. 
God, I thank you so much for these high school students that have now graduated and they're heading off to college. And we know that there are unbelievable things that you have in store for them. You do. <laughs> and uh, just the same way these other high school students can be a light in their high school, these students can be a light in their college. They can be Moses. They are more capable than they think they are. And it doesn't matter that they're the youngest people on campus. They can bring change that I know you want to bring. So I ask that you would empower them. Not with the power of H12, not with the power of 12 stone, not with the power of the church, but with the power of the blood of Jesus who died on the cross. That's the only power, God. And so we ask that they would take that power with them and they would share how incredible you are. And I hope that their friends and family take note that these men and women have been with Jesus. Thank you for their influence. Thank you for all that you've done in their lives here at H12. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, uh, next week is also a big week. Not only are we starting a series called Circles, but we're going to have some youngins join us, okay? We have our rising ninth graders joining us here Wednesday night, H12, next week. It's going to be incredible. Now, here's what I believe, okay? I believe this year is going to be uh, the most unbelievable year in H12's history. I really believe that. I think God's going to do something incredible. Uh, there are things you can do to stand in the way. One thing you can do is pick on freshmen and make them feel unwelcome. Because if you do that, then they're probably going to feel unwelcome and they're probably not going to come back. And so you actually have more power than you think. In fact, one of the things that impressed me about NTS camp was all of our high school students gathering around the rising ninth grade students. That impressed me more than anything else. Please do that here. And don't just do that here. Do that at school. That's going to have more, like, it's, it's going to mean more than you could ever imagine. All of those little freshmen are going to be so nervous, man. They're going to be so, like, weirded out. They're not going to know what to think. And if you put your arm around them, you welcome them, you make them feel like this is home, then here's what's going to happen. They're going to, they're going to bring their friends. And then Jesus is going to begin changing more lives than we can possibly imagine. So please, please make them feel welcome. Let them know that this is their home. I, uh, one last story and then I'm going to let you guys go. There was a, uh, a sixth grade, rising seventh grade student who uh, he stood up, took a lot of bravery, he stood up in the share square. And uh, he talked about the fact that his parents had just been evicted from their home and that when he got back from camp, he didn't know where he was going to live. And it was incredibly moving and we were all like brought to tears and many of you gathered up around him and you prayed for him. Here's what some of you don't know. After that was done... He went off, and he had his time alone with God. By the way, he's been coming to M12 for quite a while. He's heard about Jesus, resurrection, all that stuff. Um, after his time alone with God, he came up to me, and this is what he said. He said, hey, um, so I was reading my Bible, and I accepted Jesus as my Savior. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, dude, that's crazy. Like, how did you... How'd you get to that point? And so like, I, you know, and, and, and then he said this. He said, you know, I knew all about Jesus. I knew that he died on the cross for me. I knew that he was resurrected. I knew all of that. Um, but it didn't click until today. And so I was just too curious. I said, well, okay, so, so what made it click for you? And he said, well, I finally believed that God loved me. 
because people here love me. (laughs) That's the power you have. If you love each other, if you love your friends at school, if you love these rising freshmen, you have the power to change lives. I'm telling you, you're more capable than you think you are. So please love these freshmen, love each other. Don't gossip, don't slander, don't talk about one another behind their backs because God's doing something too big for that. It's too big for that. So I want to pray for you. And then we're going to head out to our connection groups. So let me do that. God, I, uh, I love these students and I love the stories of life change that you've brought. And I'm so proud of each of the students that got up here tonight and shared. And I'm so proud of all the students that are sitting here uh, knowing, God, that they are capable of more than they think they are. And I ask that you would give them the courage and the boldness to love each other, to care for one another, to make this a family. Not just NTS camp, but, but, but here, a family. Because we believe you can do that. So I love them and I'm so grateful for you. Would you encourage them that they don't need to wait for me? They don't need to wait for anything else. They can go begin making the change tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.